Hello everyone. So I'm just going to make sure that I'm live. Yes, all right. So this is a little extra bonus video that we like to have in our October, November round because we have the added challenge of Thanksgiving. Now, here's something that I have been thinking about. I recently had this chat like in our in our May group and in our in our VIP community in May when we were getting ready for the summer and we have this conversation about how do I navigate the summer without losing sight of my goals. So that was really just a few short months ago and now we're in November and now we're thinking about the holidays at the end of the year and there will be something in the beginning of the year. My point is this, there's always something. And so I'm gonna give you a few like actual tactical tips to help you navigate holiday feasts and events and parties and all of that. But at the end of the day, like it, it, it's a bigger conversation than that. We have to understand that if we want to evolve into you know, Kylie 2.0, Kylie 3.0, whatever version of yourself that you're on, you know, in a revive group, if you're 40 years old, there's a really good chance you're already Kylie 2.0. I'm honestly just about ready to go to Kylie 5.0. We're all constantly evolving. But part of that evolution is understanding who do I want to be? And this is my first tip for the holidays. How do you want to feel when it's all over? So speaking of Thanksgiving specifically, on Friday, on Saturday, or the following Monday, because I'm sure like with multiple families and all of that, things are a little bit spread out. How do I wanna feel when this is all over? That is my first question for you. I know for me, I just wanna give you some thought starters. I wanna feel like I made decisions that felt good to me. I didn't miss out on the holiday. So I had pie, I had gravy, but I also don't feel gross. I don't wanna go into the following week feeling gross, that I lost any ground, that I did things that weren't in alignment with how I wanna feel and who I wanna be. So that is my first tip to you. Think about how do I wanna feel when this is all over, okay? Then I also want you to zoom out and see that even if you are concerned with Halloween all the way up to New Year's. That is, so November, December, it's a little over two months. It's a little over eight weeks. How much damage can we possibly do in eight weeks? Now granted, depending on what we do, we could do some serious damage, but if we stick to what's important to us, if we stick to our healthy habits, it's only eight weeks and it's not even a full eight weeks right let's just take thanksgiving and christmas and new year's all together that's really like four to six weeks and it's not like every day out of all of those four to six weeks that you have something going on that you have a dinner out that every single meal is out of your control so i want you to realize big picture this is a very small point in time and within this small point in time, you have a lot of control, even though there might be four to six meals that are a little bit out of what you would normally do. Because I was just thinking, so we have family in town, so that means tonight I have a family dinner. 
Wednesday night, we'll have a family dinner for something else, and then we'll have Thanksgiving. Well, those are three dinners. I still have control over breakfast and lunch and any snacks that I have. I also have control over how quickly I eat at those meals, how full I eat too, right? Remember our first guideline, eat slowly and 80% full. So while I may not have control over the macros in the meals, I'm, I still have control of if I overeat. I have control over, am I gonna have alcohol? Am I gonna have dessert? I can enjoy all of these things and I don't have to do, I don't have to get stuffed, have alcohol, and have a dessert at every single one of these family meals. And I'm not going to do that. So then after you zoom out, I really want you to break it down into, okay, what are my actual hurdles that I need to get over? What are my actual, what are the days that I actually need to plan for? Then within those, what are, what are the places that you actually want to really enjoy yourself? For, so for Thanksgiving, for me personally, how I do it, I don't put restriction on myself. Now there are some guidelines that I follow, but I'm not, I say, I don't say to myself, Kylie, you can't have this and you can't have that. You can have gravy, you can have mashed potatoes, you can have like these four cheese potatoes that I absolutely love. You can have pie. You can have wine if you want it. I don't put any restriction on myself. But because I know how I want to feel the day after, there are a few guidelines that I follow. So think about the meals that you really want to have more, more, more leeway, more wiggle room. Chances are it's not the Tuesday night dinner that you guys have just because your brother and sister-in-law just got in town, right? That's not important. That's just about you getting caught up saying hello to the family, letting the kids play, do their thing, right? So that is not like a memory-making dinner. That's not about the, the food necessarily, whereas Thanksgiving very much is about the food and about being together and families and memories and gratitude, right? So I really want you to start thinking bigger picture. Then once you're actually in these things, you're at the Thanksgiving dinner, whether it's one Thanksgiving dinner you have to go to or you're traveling to three, here's what I like to do. I know ahead of time what I'm going to indulge in. That's pie. That is pie for me. I'll probably have two pieces of pie. So what does that mean for my personal decision making? I personally like to choose dessert or alcohol. I'm not saying you have to do that. That's a guideline that I like to implement for myself. Alcohol is not something I like to enjoy with family. Alcohol is something I like to enjoy with friends. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to mix the two. Pie, yes. Wine, no. Not for, not with, fam not with family. That's just my guideline. So I know I want two pieces of pie and I don't want, and I probably want to eat everything at the Thanksgiving table that's delicious. Like mashed potatoes, cheesy potatoes, gravy, all of that. That means going in, I'm not going to eat any of the like charcuterie tray that's out, any chips and dip that are out, any nuts that are out, because I can eat that stuff anytime. I'm not going to stand around and just eat because I'm bored and that's what everyone is doing. Right? So that's really what I want you to think about. And with that being said, if it's a problem to be right by the food, remove yourself away from the food. So when I asked you guys on Monday morning what your biggest struggles were, it was really workouts and food. Alcohol was third and really no one was worried about travel or food pushers. 
So that's awesome because in the past, a lot of people were worried about food pushers. Y'all aren't worried about that. So I'll talk about workouts in just a second, but when it comes to food, think about what it is that you really want. And if you don't really want it, then don't eat it. If it's something you can have any other time of the year, it's not a family recipe, it's not your favorite thing, you don't have to like, you don't have to indulge in that because it's not an indulgence. It's something you could get on Tuesday. Pie? Pie for me is like twice a year thing. So I'm definitely going to have my pie. I'm sure you guys are all understanding how much I love pie. So that's the big thing. And then again, are you going to hit your macros on Thanksgiving? I sure as heck hope not. I sure as heck hope not. Do not worry about hitting your macros on Thanksgiving. It is one day. And this is why all the other days matter. I was talking about this in our monthly VIP community. This is like what you've been training for, right? We're, we're working on making good decisions. We're working on putting ourselves in tricky positions. Now, this is like level five tricky position, especially if you get around family, you involve alcohol, and there's all kinds of tempting treats. And maybe you don't have any control. So this is what I say. Like we have this exercise where we practice putting ourselves in tricky positions. It's called learning how to fail. And this, again, is like a level five tricky situation. But you can do it. It's the other days. It's all the other days of the year that matter. And remember, yeah, we have eight weeks together. So five days out of eight weeks is a larger percentage. But if you zoom out and say, okay, five days out of a year, five days out of three years of me following these habits, it's not that big of a deal. So I don't want to, I don't want to minimize your experience, but I do want to remind you that if you're playing the long game, one holiday is not going to break the bank. Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas aren't going to ruin any of your progress. So again, for Thanksgiving Day, are you hitting your macros? Probably not. But can you still focus on having protein? Yeah, it's about turkey, right? Even if your family doesn't eat turkey, you do other stuff. I'm sure you're going to have some other sort of protein available. It's also really about vegetables. So another way to gain a little bit more control over these things is to bring things that you know are in alignment with how you want to feel. Not necessarily macro-friendly stuff, although it might be macro-friendly. But I have three sides that I'll make. I'll put them below this video. I make this really yummy balsamic Brussels sprouts recipe. I have a delicious butternut squash and cranberry recipe. And then I have a quinoa stuffing recipe. And it's not really stuffing. It's more like a quinoa side salad. These are the three sides that I will bring. They are healthy. They are not covered in cheese or cream or sauce. And they're vegetables. So I know I'm going to eat these foods that are absolutely delicious. They are in alignment with the holiday, but they also aren't going to leave me feeling heavy, sick to my stomach, and guilty afterwards. Am I also going to have mashed potatoes and gravy? I absolutely am. But I'm going to watch my portion sizes. And that's the other deal. If you want all of it, have all of it. But we don't need a full plate of everything. Take a couple bites. Enjoy everything. Remember that the 12th bite is never as delicious as the first bite. When it comes to food, especially these foods that are high on the reward scale, 
foods that are high in carbohydrates and fats, there is a diminishing returns when it comes to like that burst of flavor. First bite, 100%, yes, gimme, gimme, gimme. Every bite after that, it's a little less rewarding. At that point in time, we're just eating it to eat it. So really stay aware of those things. Now, alcohol, do what you want with alcohol, right? I'm not here to tell you what to do. I will tell you um, with perimenopause, it doesn't serve a purpose that's helping us at all. Um, the other thing with alcohol, macros aside, calories aside, gut health, brain health, sleep disturbances aside, it's what the alcohol makes us do. So you might have an awesome plan going in. You're like, yeah, Kylie, I zoomed out. I did my, okay, I got these four meals that I'm concerned about. I'm going to have this year, that there. I've got my parameters in place. But then you go and you have your third glass of wine. Guess what? All your plans go out the window. All of the guidelines you have set for yourself, whatever. Because the third glass turns into the fourth glass, which turns into another piece of pie. So it's not just about the, the macros with the wine. It's not just about the sleep disturbances. It is about the behaviors that that third glass of wine, fourth glass of wine lead to. And I just want you to like think back. When I finish a holiday and I don't like the way that I feel, what has happened in the past? Where did I, where did I go wrong? What do I need to change? A lot of times if you take alcohol out of the equation, it all the problems fix themselves. And I am not telling you not to drink. I understand alcohol is a huge part of family gatherings and all of that. I just invite, I'm just inviting another perspective. And, you know, if we're around family and we have to have the wine in order to deal, that's a whole other conversation. So this stuff is, it's so layered, right? Um, but I just, I want you to feel well-equipped to go into this holiday and the next holiday so that this stops being a thing. Because if it doesn't stop being a thing, it's like every six weeks we have a freak out and then we have a knee-jerk reaction. And that's exactly what I want you guys to get out of. Because here's what we're not gonna do on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. We're not overcorrecting. We're not doing a 24-hour fast. We're not doing extended cardio. We are not doing an additional workout. We go back to business as usual. We don't over-restrict. We don't slash our calories the next day. We don't cut our carbs. We don't do any of that because that just perpetuates the cycle of all or nothing thinking of on or off, of dieting all the time. So what we're going to do when this is all over is we're going to get back to business as usual. Utilize those carbohydrates. I call it pie gains. You had pumpkin pie, good. Put it in your caboose. Use that fuel to fuel your next workout. So that's what we're going to do. If you can lift the day after Thanksgiving, that is awesome. I bet you have the most amazing lifting session ever. Now that leads me to um, my next point, workouts. You guys were like equally uh, concerned with missing workouts as you were about the food. Remember this, first off, big picture, right? So if you're lifting four days a week and you miss two lifting sessions, it's just one week, you'll get back on track the following week, so long as you do do that. Um, if it's about burning calories during those workouts, remember you burn far fewer calories during your workouts than you think you do. So you can treat these as rest days. I know it's tricky when we're moving less and we are eating more. 
that is a little like anxiety inducing. I totally get it. But can you get your steps in still? Can you still get your, your movement in? Maybe it's not a regimented workout, but can you get some movement in? Start your day with a walk. Take a walk after you eat. Do it that way. Find a family activity that isn't sitting in front of the TV watching football, but going out for a walk with a family, going to play. I know with the season it's tricky, going bowling, going to the mall, um, pickleball. There's indoor pickleball courts. Doing stuff like that that isn't centered around food. And you could be the catalyst for your entire family. This is another thing we talked about in our VIP community is that if you are that person that goes for a walk, other people are going to want to do it. It's so funny how humans are. When we went to Spain back in September, it was very interesting. There was a woman on her flight and she kept getting up to stretch. Well, after she got up, like other people would look around and I want to, maybe I should stretch. I want to get up and stretch. It's like yawning. When you see someone else yawn, you yawn. It's contagious. So you can be that catalyst for your family, for your friends that gets people moving after after the meals. Um, other things. Just looking at my notes, we talked about planning. Talked about making our choices. And the workouts. So the workouts also, maybe you're not able to get in like the lifting session that you would normally do, but can you do something else? I'm not saying you have to work out, but if like it, for those of us who've been working out forever, oftentimes the progress is not working out. But if you're working to establish a workout routine and you want to keep some sort of routine, if you're not able to get the lifting session in that you normally would, can you still do some squats, some push-ups, and some lunges? So that the habit maintains, the muscles get stimulated, you feel better mentally about it, you're firming up that habit. It may not be perfect, but it's still better than not doing anything. And this is what I'll end with, right? So we there's this concept of cognitive flexibility. And oftentimes we get really frustrated with our consistency because we have our definition of consistency wrong. Consistency during these next two weeks might not be hitting macros every single day and getting all four of your lifting sessions in. If you're trying to be healthier, if this is 100%, think about like adjusting the dial and running from the bear. So if this is 100%, what would 80% be of tracking my macros? Well, making sure I hit my protein, having vegetables at each meal, that is still in alignment with you being a healthy person and you evolving into you know, Amy version 3.0. If I'm not able to get my prescribed workout in perfectly, what would be a variation of that? What would be 90% of that? Well, just getting my body moving. Maybe I go to a, a class with my sister while we're together, right? It's not lifting, it's not progressive overload, but it's also not sitting on the couch, going for a hike. Those are still, that still makes you consistent. It's just you adapting to the different variables that holidays are gonna throw at you. And this is life, right? This is life. This is why we have to learn how to manage this situation. Because not only is it, like, like I mentioned at the beginning of this video, every six weeks we have another obstacle. Like throw in work stress, work travel, birthdays, 
every week there is a struggle. And until we understand how to jump over these hurdles, we're never, we're never going to change. So today we're talking about Thanksgiving, but I want to invite you to think about the bigger picture. Like what's really holding me back? What really gets me stuck? And use this week as practice. You get to practice this. Practice the new skills that you're developing. Practice the new habits. Practice the new mindset. Because when you conquer this, like when I was on my Instagram stories, when I asked people, you guys, I, I'm so glad you're in the program because so many people who were in our last round of Revive and who are current clients, they're like, I'm not worried about anything because I've done the work. And that is what I want for all of you. I know it might be a little bit anxiety provoking right now, but there is another side to this and it's fully available to you. It's going to take some practice and each year we get a little bit better with these different holidays. Um, so that is it. If you guys have any follow-up questions, let me see if I can see if anyone, I went live on like actually in Facebook, so I can't tell if anyone is actually able to watch. I don't think so. One viewer is probably me watching myself. Um, but if you have any follow-up questions or you need help getting strategic, let us know. Like we are here to support you. And that's why I'm so glad you did this round because you have support. You have support during this holiday and that's going to be huge. Yay, Lisa! Lisa's watching. I'm like, anybody there? <laughs> so that is the deal, you guys. You can do this. We're here to support you. Have a wonderful um, Thanksgiving holiday. Of course, we'll see you in the Facebook group and I'll talk to you soon.